teachings about offering. There's a need for us to have understanding. God does not want his people to live in poverty. So you don't just come to church and then transformation just take place. And no matter what the power that is being manifested in the church, if you don't apply yourself to knowledge of the word of God, nothing will change in your life. If, if you fail to apply your heart to the word of God, and to understanding nothing would what transformed in your life. So during our prayer times like this, then we teach you, we take our time to take you through what the word is, and we have enough time, and uh, really, it will help you. Amen. Amen. Today, we are looking at offerings and their mandate. Every offering in the Bible has a name. And each name has its own mandate. The purpose of which God established that kind of offering. So as a child of God, you need to understand the mandate given to every offering so as, that when you are doing it you do it with understanding as it is the mandate that will tell you the power the value and also what that kind of offering could deliver you. And if you come to understand this, then you can apply your heart and also do it with all your mind. There are several Times of offerings, but I've selected a few years. Now, our key verse is taken from Psalm 20, verse 3. May He, that means He, God, here He's talking about God, 
May he remember all your offerings. And accept your burnt sacrifice. It is a privilege for God to remember your offerings. All the offerings you've been given, God needs to take records of them. Because the accumulated offering becomes a memorial before God. So you don't just give offering anyhow. And that is why I said you need to have understanding. Amen. Amen. You need to have understanding. Amen. Amen. So that nobody can confuse you. So that somebody will not distort the word of God to you. And destroy your blessings. Offering commands blessings. It commands the blessings that make it rich. Amen. Amen. The offering itself does not command direct money, but it's commands the blessings that will make you rich. Hallelujah. Amen. And number one, we are looking at tithe and see the mandate of tithe. Some of us don't tithe. We've been in a church, we don't just understand tithing. We believe tithing for some people. You must understand that tithing is for the people of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Leviticus 31 verse 27. Leviticus. Leviticus. Are you there? The book of Leviticus. Leviticus. Sorry, 27. Verse 31. Now let's start from verse 30. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land, or of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. The Bible says the tithe, if you are a child of God, 
you believe in God, you serve the living God, the uh, Jehovah God, then one tenth, tight means one tenth, one tenth of anything that you earn is for God. So you are me bad there. Now you are trying to make us say, "Bibi, I will be your bia." And the one paint, the Bible says, is holy. When you chop it, you've chopped a holy thing. And you vomit it. Amen. Amen. It belongs to the Lord. If you hear anybody preaching against tithe, that preacher is an agent of poverty. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God tithe is an ancient thing. It predated Abraham. So tithe is not an Old Testament thing. It's Abraham predated Old Testament. The Old Testament starts from Moses. Now, So if somebody says oh, tithe is an Old Testament thing, you should tell him that it predated Old Testament. Abraham tied. Abraham Jacob tied. Jacob Hallelujah. Amen. Before the Old Testament was established. So tied is holy. And that's what the Bible is saying if you chop your tide. If you spend all the money without taking the tithe out of it, the Bible says you should pay with a penalty. You pay 20%. Let's look at it. Verse 31. If a man wants at all to redeem any of his tithes, he shall add one fifth to it. That means twenty percent. Amen. Amen. For instance, I have I have to pay a tithe of hundred Ghana. And I spend the money. If I'm bringing it because tithe is holy, God is saying I borrowed that money. And so when I'm bringing it, I have to bring 20%. Amen. 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 So instead of 100, I will pay 120. If you don't 
don't follow this thing, you will pay your tithe, but still something is wrong. Amen. Amen. But as far as God is concerned, you still owe him. Amen. Amen. Now, number one, let's see the mandate of tithe. The mandate of tithe. Number one, you know, I've told you that tithe makes rich. When you pay tithe, they command the blessings according to Proverbs, according to um, Proverbs, 10.22 Let's look at Proverbs 22, 10.22 The blessings of the Lord makes one rich. When you pay tithe, God does not put money direct into your hands. But he gives you a blessing that facilitates the command of money. Your business. Whatever that you do. So the tithe does not command money direct. But it facilitates the blessings, the riches. It's the process. It makes things easier. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the number one thing about tithe is that it nullifies the curse. Any curse about your money, the tithe will nullify it. And if I quite want to say, no me bia a wosika semon to Sudunu, Uchiano Besseno. In Malachi three eight it says if you rob me, you are cursed. And so as you honor your tithe, the curse is nullified. Concerning uh, your wealth, your riches, your prosperity. In the name of Jesus, may every curse be nullified. Number two. It's a master key. It's a divine key that opens the windows of heaven. There are people walking about but the heavens are not open to 
Some people are working hard. They are doing business. They are making all the effort. But their heavens are closed. The heavens above them are closed. But you, when you pay your time, the time is a secret key. It is only those who pay that God gives that secret key to. So as soon as you pay, you honor God. Then he gives you the key and then the key opens the window. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Amen. So that is number two mandate of tithe. Number three, the tithe has the mandate to kill or to destroy the devourer of your blessings. Say the devourer of your blessings. Sometimes the blessings has come. Money has come. But, you know, this one comes. This bill comes. This comes. This comes. And before you realize, oh, I had money. But they are all gone. It's the divorce. And sometimes you can't even see what you use the money for. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you know that money is around. You can smell. That you have some businesses locked here, locked there, locked there. People are owing, and 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 and, and you know, I'm not poor, but, but still, I'm not rich. Today we release. We destroy the devourer. We destroy the devourer. We destroy the devourer. We get into some transactions and, and the person promises you, oh, by two o'clock. I mean, the money is coming. And then you sit down, you begin to count. The money has not come, but you begin to count what you are going to do with it. And then the call comes. Uh, uh, you see, I said two o'clock. But uh, something has happened. And so, um, I will see. Later on, I'll give you a call. It is the devourer at work. And you know, the devourer, you cannot pray and rebook the devourer. It is God. The Bible says, let's see what the Bible says. Malachi chapter 10, verse 11. Malachi chapter 10, verse 11. 
You cannot pray and say, in the name of Jesus, I bind the devourer. That is not what God says. You are doing something contrary to the word of God. Amen. Amen. And in verse 11, and I will rebook the devourer for your sake. Who will rebook the devourer? Who will rebook the devourer? It's not you. We should know the thing that God said he would do it. And the thing that you have to do. So the word of God says when you pay it. Then God will rebook. And all that you can say, God, you said you will rebook the Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you pay your t- that devourer, the devourer he brings unnecessary expenditure, unnecessary debt. Sometimes you are. I, I, I mean, some of them, you don't know where they are coming from. A family member somewhere, I mean, that you are not even thinking, will call with a bill. And, and this and that. And I'll have this. So if you don't have, I'm dying, you know. I mean, on, that is the spirit of the devourer. The devourer also makes sure that the profit that you are expecting, it will reduce. It will make sure that, that before the harvest, then you have miscarriage of your blessings. You are dealing with a devourer. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We rebook the devourer. We rebook the devourer. Sometimes somebody is bringing you a job. A transaction that is going to fetch a lot of money. And somebody will go somewhere and say, uh, this person, be careful. No. If, if you give him this job, he wouldn't be able to do it. No. I, I can get you a better person. It is the devourer at work. I say it is the devourer at work. The devourer sometimes comes like a thief. You know, the, the work of the devourer is to destroy your blessings. Sometimes one thing that you do, you spend about two or three times. Something that you could have done it once. You will do it, repeat, spend money, continue to spend without seeing any result. The devourer is at work. 
In the name of Jesus, may God rebook the devourer for us. Father, rebook the devourer for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Now, the last mandate, um, the uh, last mandate of which is number what? Number four. Amen. Anna. Oh, number four is not the last. But uh, have I talked about pulling out the blessings? Okay, that should come before the devourer. I think I went ahead. You know, when the windows are open, some people, they pay tight, all right, but the windows are open. You see, when the windows are open, the blessings has not started. It's not that the, the windows of heaven will open and God pours out. Some people, when the windows are open, or sometimes the windows delays in opening, then they start talking. And I pay, 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 pay. I'm not seeing anything. I, 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 I just pay my tithes. Why should this thing happen and, to me? And, 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 and this and that. So God withhold. So the window is open. But your, time, your blessings is what? Hallelujah. Amen. And it depends on your attitude. How you react. How you talk. And God sees that you are ungrateful. Not quite long. The way I bless you and you are dancing in the church. Just now you've turned against me. Amen. 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 And yesterday I showed you in the Bible where when uh, we, we complain, God take what? Notes of your complaint. Yeah. It's the same place. In the book uh, Malachi 3. Hallelujah. Amen. And the last one is you become a delightful land. That somebody that everybody sees you, he desires to be you. Somebody see how you are prospering and, 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 and his or her prayer is that, oh God, make me like so and so forth. May you become a delightful land. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So that you will not envy anyone. May God 
Put your hands here, God. Make me. Yeah, a delightful land. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Number two. First fruits. Say first fruit. Why they can't You know, sometimes people find it hard to. Uh, honor first fruit. Now let me explain first fruit. If you need a job and you get a job the first salary is your first fruit. Or you start a business now, if you're ready, be I say, Amen. Amen. Your first money you will make. Oh, Sika, already come in your woman. It's your first fruit. Eh, why the Kanaba? It may be big. I bet you I had a case. That's where always there's temptation. I want to be an acquaintance or maybe no. Yes, I remember there was a certain man that I prayed with. And then the breakthrough came. It was a big money. Then he was asking me, Pastor, I I hear that the first fruit, it shouldn't be a big money. Amen. Amen. You know, that is God always he weighs our heart. In fact, there are some of us, when we get some money, we will stop coming to church. Amen. Amen. You become so busy. Oh, why don't you come? Oh, I'm, I'm clearing my goose. I just came from Japan. Japan by. Oh, I, I have invitation to go to Germany. Germany See, that is a big mistake. When God opens door for you, never close that source. So So first fruit. See It's very important. Again. You may be working. And they've given you pay increment. Because the Bible says, first fruit of your increase. So when there is increase, that also become first fruit. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's look at some few scriptures here. Exodus 34, verse 25. The first of the first fruit of your land, you shall bring it to the Lord, your God. It is a command. It is a command. It's not like if. 
There's no condition. God says, bring it. Exodus 34, 26. Hallelujah. Amen. Exodus 34. That's what I read. The first of the first fruits of your land. You shall bring it to the Lord your God. For instance, in my house, when we plant any uh, fruit, the Bible calls something the, the, the first ripe fruit. It's the first fruit. So I make sure those ones we don't eat them. Amen. Amen. We bring it to the Lord. Whether coconut, whether mango. Amen. Amen. And it makes that tree prosperous. Hallelujah. Amen. The first fruit. You know, um, my grandmom used to practice first fruit, but I didn't know it was first fruit. It was she was practicing. Especially plantain farm. The first one. When they cut it, they don't bring it home. They don't bring it. I don't know if those of you who are farmers, if you practice that. But that's what I saw. Sometimes they carry it and leave it in a place so that whether strangers or visitors, people who are hungry, could take it. And normally they will put a stick there and then uh, put a leaf, signify that this food or this. Uh, four steps you can take. In my grandmother's farm, the first ripe purple, he would not let us plug it. We leave it. And the best will come and eat first. And sometimes, ah, but I mean, why should the birds come and eat first? Amen. Amen. And I think she was practicing first fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. So she was always rich. The farm was always superb. Sometimes I could not carry just one a cocoa. When we approved them at that age, I couldn't carry all. We have to leave some. Amen. Amen. So first fruit, when you attach your heart to it and know this is for God, God will honor you. And the first fruit mandate it commands 
blessings the blessings of inflow and outflow the inflow and then outflow overflowing blessings may the Lord give you the overflowing blessings may the Lord give you the overflowing blessings some of us we don't experience overflowing blessings hallelujah Amen. may you receive overflowing money Sika oh, you didn't say amen to that. Jesus, amen. It seems that you don't like. I said, I won't I said may you receive overflowing money. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at Proverbs. Chapter 3, 9 and 10. Proverbs 3. Honor the Lord with your possessions. And with the first fruit of all your increase. So your bonds will be filled with plenty. And your bonds will overflow with new wine. Say overflowing blessings. Overflowing blessings. Within this 40 days, after 40, may you receive overflow money. May you receive overflow riches. Hallelujah. Amen. Maybe you are the type, all the time you are looking for money before you can do something. May the Lord cause you to receive overflowing blessings. Put your hands together for the Lord. Say first fruit. Number three is vows offering. Vows. Hallelujah. Amen. Vow is a very powerful offering. It has a mandate to open anything God has closed or man has closed. If God has closed something, it takes vows to open it. Hallelujah. Amen. May anything that is closed be open in the name of Jesus. Sometimes also it's been closed by man. So you can use vows to open it. Now let's read a woman called Hannah. God closed her womb. The Bible says God himself closed Hannah's womb. Let's look at verse 5. But to Hannah, 
he will give a double portion. For he loved Hannah, although, although the Lord had closed her womb. So Hannah's womb was closed by God. And it's something that no human being could open. But when Hannah was praying, God gave a revelation key that one could open this. It's a vow. So in verse 11, let's look at verse 11. Verse 11. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your male servant, Remember me and not forget your male servant. But will give your male servant a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. No, you won't be reincarnated. Hallelujah. Amen. This was Hannah's vow. Negotiating with God. So you use vows to negotiate difficult things with God. Impossible situation. Things that is considered humanly impossible. You use vow. And the vow is not becoming vow. not a swear by my, my grandmother. The vow should be something that you it should be difficult to fulfill. Are you with me? You don't make a vow and say, oh God, when I'm coming to church and my chalote got torn, I will give it to you. Sorry, I hear people making about sometimes say, Oh God, if you do this, I will roll uh, before you. Well, it's a vow, but it's not a difficult vow. And you can roll day. yourself, you go back, you wash your clothes, you are okay. She said, Yes, Sabia, one banner, we are sad, Mamma, made me minimumaha, which may be minimumaha, a year, who quacked over what I Amen. Amen. I remember one man made a vow. I said, God, I give this my car to you. And I will trek from the church to my home. Hey. Hey. And the distance was not a short one. Amen. Amen. As more of when you go to Nigeria, they know how to make vows. 
Sometimes you could see a very rich man, he can vow that I will trek to my house on, on foot. He's not wearing barefooted. He's, you see a man in a suit. You know, sometimes he believes God for something in a suit and he's trekking barefooted. And people will be asking, oh, what is wrong with this man? So Hannah made a vow. Just imagine a woman who have never had a child before. had the first child. And at the time the child started talking. Uh, Mama Hannah. Mama Hannah. Even sometimes you couldn't, someone couldn't call it. Uh, Mama Hannah. Amen. Amen. And then he brought this child to the house of God. And then have to say bye-bye. 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 You go and hide somewhere. I remember years ago, my grandmother and my mother brought me to my grandma. And my mother needs to leave. She was living in another uh, village called Paso. And my mother will go and hide there. And, bye. Bye. and then you will see whether I'm... Amen. 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 It is not easy. But Hannah vowed. And so Hannah shared, but no. And he obeyed the vow. He brought the child. God gave her more children. And, mom, uh, and Hannah. Hannah's son. Became one of the most prominent prophets with integrity in Israel. He became a president and a prophet. It has never happened. He was a president and a prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So God honored. Hannah's vow. Something that God himself had closed, God opened. God could not do anything. Vow is a powerful it's a powerful instrument that you can use to negotiate with God. Number three. Now let's 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 read some few things here. In Psalm 61, verse 5. Psalm 61, verse 5. Psalm 61. Verse 5. For you, O oh God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Vows also deliver the inheritance of the saints. Now, it will deliver the inheritance of the saints. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 
vows also deliver the inheritance of the saints. Number four, giving to the poor. Proverbs nineteen seventeen. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. When you give to the poor, you are transacting loans to God. It's, it's a form of loans to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And you should be proud. Hallelujah. Amen. One day, a Christian brother um, had some misunderstanding with an unbeliever. And the guy was saying, You, a useless person like you, the only thing you know is to go to church. No, so said, me? You see, you see me here. God is even owing me. Amen. Amen. And everybody said, no, he shouldn't say that. How can he say that? I'm quoting from scripture. I give to the poor. Amen. There are some things you cannot say it to unless you practice it. And he was right. But that's what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. Is that you? You can't compare yourself to me. God is even owing me. How many of you here? That can say that God is owing you. You're giving to the poor. You feed the poor. You give to the poor. You see, some you can't do because it's a heavy statement. Can I see your hand? You give to the poor. So can you say God is owing you? Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Years ago, I was praying for certain somebody who was going for surgery. And and the person had, you know, I, I told the person before you do, go and give to the poor. And the surgery was very quite dangerous one. Amen. I said, just pray. I said, God, you are owing me, so I'm going and come back and take my money. Take my blessings. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a powerful tool. So you give to the poor. When you give to the poor, you provoke the tender mercies of God to work on your behalf. When you give to the poor, you provoke God's tender mercies. 
And it will work for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 41 verse 1 to 2. Was Psalm 41, verses 1 to 2. You might be Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. Hallelujah. Amen. And he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. No, no. If you give to the poor. Amen. Amen. God would never, never. Amen. He will not deliver you to your enemies. No matter what, you will be alive. He will preserve your life. They will make an attempt, but you will be alive. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You see, when you understand the word of God, it's so sweet. So sweet. It's so sweet. To trust Amen. in Jesus. Just to trust him of his word. Just to rely on life. His promise just, just to know that says the Lord. Hallelujah. Giving to a man or a woman of God. Mighty 10. 
He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. This scripture looks so simple, but it's not simple. The Bible says, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, your pastor is not your friend. So if you receive your pastor as your friend, oh, this is my pastor. He's also a friend of the family. You miss it. You need to receive him in the name of a prophet. And that is why sometimes when you are very close to prophets, sometimes if you are not careful, you cannot receive. You need to receive him. Not even as your head pastor. Not even as your pastor in the church. You receive him as a prophet. You receive him as a prophet. One man of God traveled and there were a group of pastors there. And then he removed and his coat. You know, and that pastor who was hosting him too good care of this man of God. And then this man of God removed his coat and hung it while they were eating. And after he was going to the airport, he sat in the car and then they got to the airport. And I walk out to the airport. Then the pastor said, Papa, you saw from the car, said, Papa, you've left your coat. Hey, Papa, where's your coat? Let me quickly go and bring it. Come home, so this pastor drove. So speed. And brought the coat. When he brought it to the man of God, so the brain, I mean, pay, you know. he said, Keep it. No, so men and you keep it there. Oh, why should I go back? Oh, Papa, you need to. He said, You keep it. Oh, so and not long, that man of God died. And the person who kept the coat, and no far coat, you know, succeeded him. Because he received him and I'm sorry. in the name of. A prophet. And so you can be around. Blessings bounce around. But you, you will lose it. And you need to have understanding heart. 
You need to have understanding. Her. And that's where the blessings is provoked. So Jesus said, shall receive a prophet reward. What is the prophet reward? Yes, the prophet will pronounce something and it will come to pass. It comes with a blessing. You know, after you've sown a seed, I am Second Chronicle twenty twenty. Look at this revelation. There's a revelation in this scripture. The Bible says, believe in God and you'll be established. Believe also in what? Prophet. And you shall so you see Believing God brings stability, establishment, prosperity. God commands it through His prophet. Amen. Amen. I'm not talking about those who carry the title prophet. We are talking of true prophets of God. Men of God. Hallelujah. Amen. In First Kings chapter 17, from 10 to, we are not going to read it, write it down, to 24, that widow of Sarafat, he saw Elijah as a prophet. If you don't respect, you don't honor the person as a you can never be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Number six. Kingdom promoters offering. Say kingdom promoters offering. It's not everybody who can be a kingdom promoter. Promoter. You know the kingdom promoters. They don't wait for fundraising before they bring offering. 
They can sit down. What you mean? The what now? the church don't have beds. Ah, as a funny this idea. And then they will bring it. No, the other. These are kingdom promoters. You can just. I want to sponsor crusades. Oh, some of you should come and say, "I want to, I want to uh, sponsor a crusade. I will pay for everything in my hometown." crusade. I went to Boma. Boma. By the invitation of one Dr. Boachi, he's dead now. Dr. Boachi, the man was a kingdom promoter. He paid for all the bills. And, and the people of Boma, they used to have a God called Apepe. Amen. Amen. And in those days, in Kano, um, Pastor Moakun, the late Moakun, went there, they stoned him. So far, Moakun, he never be called no koho, but panabosa. And all the next, when we went there, there was rumor. Nobody can have a crusade here. How do we have to be a crusade? When you come here to condemn our God, nobody can have. The first night, today I preach, and then I, I challenge that that a pepper God should come and meet me. And I say, a pepper bosom bread, and I say, I have a chain. The following morning, we're having a deliverance uh, service. And upon here, yeah, oh, Jim, some of the young men, I'm ranting, no be. You know, they were so angry that they, they will come and attack me. Why should I attack their God? And they were coming, and people were saying, They are coming, oh! I said, Let them come. I remember Dr. Boache said, Let me go and get some police protection. I don't know. We don't need this matter. We will settle it. We don't need police protection here. Dr. Boache said, I'm going police for most of the the policemen I have, there are many than them. Hallelujah. Amen. And the ringleader, he's called Prince. When they were coming, he was leading. I asked everybody, you stand, let him come. He was coming. He was coming. He was coming. About 15 meters. He started turning. No channel. No channel. And fell down. He started eating green grass. I, I had a picture. He was there. He was crying. Led him to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Just about two years ago, I went to U.S. And Prince heard that I was in New York preaching. And Prince New York. sent his wife. There were two twins who used to sing in the crusade, and he had married one of them to bring me two hundred dollars. He said, "This is the man who led me to Christ. If not, I will be worshiping our people." Oh. 
Amen. Amen. When Prince got converted, Bra, Prince hey, we had a lot of our pepper converts. Hallelujah. Amen. So God needs kingdom promoters. You know, where Church of Pentecost, they used to have what, what uh, Yesukrom, we go there. One man bought 25 acres of land and gave to Church of Pentecost. And what, do you think God will ever forget that person? No. No. We need, you see, kingdom promoters, they, have, they are kingdom-minded people. So all the pastors were resigning. It was a woman called Mama Obo. Mama Obo, Mamibi. She took her life-saving jewels. to Makion, go and sell it and pay the pastors. The That is what and the church around. It takes kingdom promoters to spread the gospel and also to turn the light of the gospel People like Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene they were kingdom promoters. Women Women promoters. If you read Luke chapter 8, verse 1 to 3, there was another woman called Mrs. Chusa. Was one of them. We also have Susanna. Susanna was one of them. Hallelujah. Amen. We have, uh, there was one man called. Joseph of Arimathea. Hey, a hey, no, the former He was the only person. At the time that all the disciples had, they vanished. They were hiding. This man, because of his status, he walked to Pilate. Call Pilato her and say, Give me the body of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And his own tomb. That's where he laid Jesus. The disciples they couldn't have raised money to bury Jesus. And from today, up to today, if I tell you. People pay money to go and watch the tomb. 
just about uh, last month. Amen. Amen. Our pastor chief and pastor bright, they were in Israel. They went to that tomb. If I tell you the money that that tomb has fetched the nation of Israel. He took a kingdom promoter like Joseph of Arimathea. May you become Joseph of Arimathea. I may you become Joseph of Arimathea. See, I'm teaching you all these things so that your mind will tend to become a kingdom-minded person. Put your hands together for the Lord. And the last one is called Hallelujah. Amen. Sacrificial giving. Sacrificial giving. When it comes to sacrificial giving, you are giving but you are crying. It's, it's not child play. It's not a child play. When it comes to sacrifice, it could be your only house and say, I'm giving it to the Lord. It could be your only car. You say, I'm giving it to the Lord. It could be the money you have is I'm giving it to the Lord. I'm closing my account and give it to the Lord. You know, with my life and that of my wife, we, I mean, and that's what I've imparted in my children, that and there is nothing that you should keep from the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In Psalm 125, 126 verse 5. Adam. 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 Adam, Emuna make it come. Emuna, in verse five, is it those who sow in tears shall reap in joy? When it comes to sacrificial giving. You are sowing, but you are crying. But you reap in joy. That the kind of sacrifice Abraham, Abraham his only begotten son. God said, Go and sacrifice. Not two. Only one. Amen. Amen. And three days journey. 
It's not that just go and sacrifice, but walk three days and night. Do you know why? Because God wanted to know maybe he would change his mind. When you say I said, no, young pong. That's why I said be anana juna kosisa. Three days and night. And the boy was asking questions. The child became suspicious. Because he knew the process of offering. Or making sacrifices. So he asked. Major. Major. Ojani na ogama no ah and soon yamio kawa kuma tuya 